3: welcome to afa at the core this is rick green america's you this afternoon i'm in a weird location folks just, that's the only way i can put it weird because i'm in austin texas they love to say keep austin weird it is weird let me tell you i live just west of austin in dripping springs texas and we like to say in dripping springs we live just west of weird we have shirts that actually say keep dripping normal so let me tell you when i'm in austin texas and i say austin is weird it is weird. What's even more weird is the way government tends to work, and that's why I'm in Austin today, and coming to you uh, from Austin with the rain and everything else, because it's a very, very important subject that I'm in town testifying upon. It's the education standards, the history standards. There is a concentrated national effort to remove our founding fathers, to remove any mention of Judeo-Christian values, to, to take critical race theory and take the title off, but yet have all the curriculum still teach the same concept of racism in everything, the same concept of tearing down the structures. It's all cultural Marxism, folks. And we were alerted to this just a few days ago, what was happening here in Texas at the State Board of Education. And so that's why I'm a little out of uh, of studio today. But uh, the State Board of Education in Texas decides the curriculum standards, and then those textbooks in Texas are printed based on those standards. And let me tell you, wherever you are in the country, your textbooks will most likely replicate what is adopted by the Texas State Board of Education. It's either going to be, your state is either going to follow Texas or California typically, sometimes Florida, because those are the big three. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars having the textbooks written, printing the textbooks, and then most states just slap a different label on it and then use those hundreds of millions of dollars in work in order to then teach that. So I say all of that so that you know the education system in the nation is influenced greatly by the decisions that the State Board of Education here in Texas will make this week and in the coming weeks. If you'd like to join the conversation, the phone number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Again, I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. And here at AFA at the Core, we're talking about core issues. Education clearly a major core issue for the family. And, you know, I get it. Most of you listening probably have made the wise decision to get your kid out of these indoctrination camps known as public schools, I certainly did that. Uh, but some haven't been able to do that for whatever reason. And even even if everybody in the sound of my voice had already done that, we have to realize that eighty percent of the kids are still being taught in public schools, and that's why David Barton and myself and others have always worked so hard to influence what's happening in the public schools. That was a big, big part of of what I did back when I was a legislator. I mean, twenty years ago. When I was in the Texas legislature, I was already fighting against cultural Marxism. It was already seeping into the textbooks. We had textbooks saying that socialism, communism, capitalism, well, that's just three different ways to form a society, and they're all equal. It was cultural Marxism already It had made its way into Texas schools, brainwashing our kids. And, and they were doing that at the same time that they were removing patriotism, citizenship, civics, constitutional literacy, all the things that the public school, frankly, was created for. I mean, you go look at your, t- your your state constitution. If you're in Texas, I know it, it's the case, and I've looked at a lot of other ones, and they all pretty much say the same thing at the beginning of their section on education. It's all about, usually it says something to the effect of having a, quote, informed citizenry. And in order to have that informed citizenry, you have to teach young people what their rights are, how to defend those rights, where those rights came from, what's the history of the Constitution and the Declaration and and, and all of those things, and why. Why is America the greatest nation the world has ever known? Why? Why do people come from all over the world to try to get in? In fact, I always ask a simple question, if you want to know whether or not the American value system is worth defending against this cultural Marxism, ask yourself, are people trying to get in? or Are they trying to get out? It's a really simple question, and there's no doubt they're trying to get in. So America has been great, not quite as great as we used to be, but that should be taught to the kids. So I I actually was sick of it even 20 years ago. I authored a bill, uh, actually got the number HB 1776. Now, you can guess why I wanted that number, and you can also guess how I got it. I stood in line, no kidding, I stood in line with my bill in hand, ready to file, at the clerk's office in the Texas House of Representatives, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited for 17. 17- 69 and 1770 and 1771 and then i was like no no you can go in front of me legislator so and so from wherever yeah file your bill first go ahead go ahead go ahead i kept letting people cut in front of me. and then 1774 1775 and boom i filed 1776 why because i wanted to create something called celebrate freedom week what's the purpose of celebrate freedom week so that every kid across the state of texas in every grade would study the greatness of America. They would study the Declaration of Independence. They would study the Constitution. They would actually have to recite the 56 words out of the heart of the Declaration, where it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And we got it into the law. It became Texas law that every kid would study those things, that they would recite those words, that they would learn these things and put them on their hearts, in their minds, that they would want to defend those things. And I'll be honest with you folks, my colleagues laughed at me. No kidding. No, listen, I had over a hundred co-authors on the bill. I worked this thing so hard, a hundred co-authors in a Democrat legislature. This was before Republicans took over Texas. Had over a hundred co-authors, many of my joint authors, that basically means the, the top four people that joint authored with me and then other legislators could sign on as co-authors, and we got over 100 of those. But my joint authors were Republican and Democrat alike. We agreed back then, the Republicans and Democrats, that we should teach our children the greatness of America, not tear America down. We agreed back then that whether you were Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Daffy Duck Party, whatever your background, whatever your, 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 your persuasion politically, that you should never teach the children of your own state or nation to hate their state or nation, but instead to love their state or nation and to take the good, the bad, and the ugly, to to study it all, but to emphasize the good whenever your nation's story is the second greatest ever told, only to the children of Israel would we be second, but that we have this amazing story, and that American exceptionalism simply means we're the exception to the rule. We're not the norm. We are the exception. And so we passed that back in 2001 and and schools across Texas do that. And for the most part, a lot of schools don't know they're supposed to be doing it, and the state and uh, uh, Texas Education Agency needs to needs to push that harder. But but we train parents and encourage parents to go to their local school board and say, hey, what are you doing for Celebrate Freedom Week? How are we teaching the Declaration and Constitution this week? There's actually a federal law as well for September 17th that requires, if you get any federal money whatsoever, you got to teach the Constitution on September 17th or this year when it falls on a Saturday, you got to do it on Friday or, or Monday. So there's all kinds of of ammunition, if you will, laws that allow parents to go or citizens to go to their school boards and say, what are you doing to follow the law and teach the Constitution and teach the Declaration? And if you're in Texas or Tennessee or Arkansas or some of the states that have adopted our Celebrate Freedom Week after we passed it here in Texas, you've got real ammunition there. And and you've got to do it because, listen, there's always been a battle over what should be taught in our schools. The quote attributed to Lincoln says the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So whatever we're teaching in our classroom today you can bet you'll see it in government in the next generation. We know that we've seen it in the streets over the last couple of years because the universities and because the education system was taken over by Marxists and they taught cultural marxism and they taught kids to hate their country. At the drop of a hat at any opportunity they get, they talk about how bad America is. They look for any opportunity to disparage our country. And and, and that has been unfortunately the way for for decades and so we attempted to turn that around in texas we got it into the law and now today the state board of education is considering either i'm not sure exactly honestly what they're considering they put celebrate freedom week that that i created with my legislation 20 years ago on their agenda in the midst of a curriculum rewrite where they are adopting all of these radical leftist ethnic study things to divide people all these radical um, uh, you know, Marxist agendas to, to disparage America, to tear us down, tear us apart. Instead of being e pluribus unum, out of many one, they're working so hard to tear us into into, into different groups. That's the Marxist idea to divide us by making you identify with whatever the color of your skin is or wherever your grandfather was from. I mean, if if, if the American ideal uh, was designed to keep us in our little sex and our little different uh, ideas and i would call myself an irish american and i would not want to talk to anybody that wasn't or i would always want to talk about the the contribution of irish americans instead of talking about the contribution of all americans and instead of talking about how great it is that we come together as americans we're not we're not hyphenated americans we shouldn't be we should just be americans red white yellow black or brown we ought to look at each other as americans and i'm afraid that's what they're trying to change in the texas textbook so that's why i'm here had a chance to testify for a lousy two minutes. I have prepositional phrases longer than two minutes, folks. very hard for me to squeeze my testimony into two minutes, but I had a chance to do that right before going on the air, and uh, hopefully going to have an opportunity. They, they break it down into agenda items, and so I, I had a chance to speak for two quick minutes on their, on their rewrite of the history standards, and then uh, my Celebrate Freedom Week is on the chopping block uh, here in the next couple of hours, and I'll get a chance on uh, agenda item two to testify on that and talk about how it was Republicans and Democrats alike. To past that and that they should not take it away or de-emphasize it. Uh, but I, I will say, folks, I believe this to my core because I've studied it so in depth. The failure to teach good citizenship, the failure to teach the principles of liberty, that is why our culture is crumbling. The cultural Marxists are doing everything they can to remove our history, to remove the secret sauce, to remove the formula that made America great in the first place and replace it with this this leftist propaganda, this this leftist propaganda where they want to turn our children into good little Marxists, good little socialists. So folks, we've got to fight that every step of the way. And I challenge you to do that in your community, at your local school board, in your state. If you have a state board of education like we do here in Texas, go testify. And I, I'm telling you, they're going to do everything they can to limit your time, to keep you from testifying. They've probably got all kinds of draconian rules on when you have to sign up and not like the old days. You know, the old days when I was a legislator, you stayed up till 2 or 3 in the morning listening to testimony and committee. And once everybody that had signed up testified, you opened the floor and you invited constituents in. You invited the citizens in. You wanted to hear from the citizens. Not so anymore. Remember, if you're a parent that doesn't want your daughter raped in the bathroom because of this, this ridiculous gender-fluid agenda of the Democrat Party and the, and the president of the United States, if you're a parent that doesn't want that and you go testify against that, the Attorney General of the United States thinks that you're a domestic terrorist. They want to send the FBI after you. So it's all changed, folks. It's, it's difficult to testify now. So make sure you look into it. You find Moms for Liberty or Moms for America or some other group in your community. They will know the rules, and they'll help you. They'll, they'll coach you on going in and testifying. I was, I was thrilled to see those groups here today and, and so many others, Texas Values and, and Patriot Mobile. I'm, I'm Patriot Mobile has, has a government affairs lobbying arm here testifying on behalf of parents i was like that's so cool i think i'm gonna switch to patriot mobile and no they did not pay for a commercial for <laughs> for the radio program i was just impressed with their organization being there talking about these things i mean i just think that's really really cool so there's uh there's a lot happening folks and and, and i apologize for uh for coming to you on the air from the road here kind of uh here in downtown austin at the at the uh texas uh uh, State Board of Education building, but it's the only way I can testify, uh, fight for these values that, that that you share. I know if you listen to this program, and um, and that hopefully you're fighting for in your community, and 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 also just to encourage you, I I, I hope you're listening and, and saying, wow, you know, look, if Rick can take the day and go, I've been here since eight o'clock this morning, waiting to testify. If Rick can go do that in the middle of doing the radio program and the TV interviews and all the stuff we're doing, by golly, I can go to my local school board. And I, I can go testify at my local school board and encourage them to teach American greatness and not tear down America with the education system and not split us into these ethnic groups, but instead say, we're in this together. Our community, our society, our neighborhood, our state, our nation, we're coming in a, into this thing together, saying that we uh, that we love each other, that we look at each other as fellow citizens, and that we're fighting for each other, that everyone can enjoy these truths that we hold self-evident, that we, everyone can can enjoy these rights that we're fighting for. That's what it's all about, folks. That's what it's all about. We're going to get to the phones when we come back from the break. If you'd like to be a, a part of the conversation, please do call in and get a comment or question. We look forward to hearing from you at phone number 888-589-8840. I'm Rick Green, American Constitution Coach. You are listening to AFA
0: at the Corps.
1: however, have followed my
3: teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Apostle Paul penned his second epistle to Timothy, now an elder in the church at Ephesus, in about 64 or 65 AD, while imprisoned in Rome, awaiting his imminent execution
1: under Nero. In warning Timothy about the coming perilous times, Marked by the increased anti Christian persecution in the Roman Empire in 64 AD, Paul directed Timothy to his speech and his feet. In speech, Paul gave Timothy priceless biblical instruction. In feet, Paul left Timothy a legacy of lifestyle. Christ's following demands consistency between speech and feet.
2: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III. Public Policy Analyst for the American Family
4: Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you noticed the difference in your girl knowing something versus understanding it? Reminds me of the adage, knowledge is discovering that ketchup is made from tomatoes. Understanding is knowing that ketchup is not a vegetable. Like a mental connect the dots, you are looking for your girl to move from knowledge to understanding in her journey through life. But how can you recognize this in real time? Look for your girl to make consistent changes daily fueled by what she's learned from you about God. This is the renewal of her mind, as in Romans 12, 1, 2, coming to the surface. As she grows, pray for the Holy Spirit to build her confidence and joy at His work in her heart. Be sure to praise the Lord and trust His work as she grows. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com
3: Hi, I'm Pastor Burt Harper. My wife, Jan, and I would like to invite pastors and their wives to the fishbowl retreat. I'm co-host of Exploring the Word and Exploring Missions here on AFR. But I've also been a pastor for many years. So I know pastors and their families deal with unique challenges. That's why we started this retreat years ago. Pastors are called to a higher standard, and we want to come alongside and offer support.
2: The AFA Pastors and Wives Fishbowl Retreat is returning October 18th through the 20th to Linden Valley Conference Center in Linden, Tennessee. You don't even need to miss a
3: Sunday. Our guest speakers are another pastor and his wife, Will and Mickey Addison of American Family Radio.
2: Register today by calling 662-844-5036 extension 297, or at repairingthefoundations.net. The AFA
3: Pastors and Wives Fishbow Retreat. We'd love to see you
2: there. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
3: Welcome back to AFAS Core, Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you're listening all week long, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with Walker Wildman. Tuesdays and Thursdays with me, Rick Green. I, I love doing this show. Can I just tell you guys that I, I absolutely be, love being on American Family Radio. I mean, I've done Wall Builders Live for a long time with David Barton and all that, but we just—we don't take live calls, and it's just just not as fun. I mean, I'm telling you, this team... And American Family is amazing, and I just love doing the show. So anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for all your encouragement, everybody out there. And uh, thank you for participating in the, in, the, uh, in the conversation as well, which is, a, you know, that's a big part of uh, what makes the program so great, is your phone calls. So send them in, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Let's get to them. Let's see. First call is Marie in Louisiana. Marie, how you doing? Thanks for calling in. Hello? I hear you. Go for it.
4: Okay. I wanted to know if Governor Abbott could replace the Secretary, uh, the uh, state superintendent of education in Texas with a conservative. Does he have the power and the right to do that?
3: Very good question, uh, Marie. And, I, you know, I'm sitting here racking my brain. I know that that is an appointed position uh, by the governor, and I would think he could fire, hire and fire that position at any time. I see no reason off the top of my head. Now, somebody that's more entrenched in the bureaucracy of this thing uh, might could call in and set me straight, but I am pretty certain that is an appointed position by the governor, and therefore, at any time he could say, "Give me your resignation," because he serves. Kind of, you've heard the expression, "Of course, I serve at the pleasure of the president." It's the same way I serve at the pleasure of the of the governor. Uh, you know, I do remember a, a previous governor, friend of mine, uh, telling me one time, you know, I, I wish I had had more signed resignation letters in my top drawer, uh, ready to pull out when I needed to, if someone was getting off the rails. And, uh, you know, that probably is a good idea for any governor. But um, but yeah, and and honestly, I mean, I'm hearing, honestly, I'm hearing good and bad things about the current commissioner. Apparently, this whole process that I am uh, got embroiled in today is because the commissioner is um, uh, moving up the, the timeline on this thing and doing it uh, earlier than, than, than uh, originally planned. And there's, I don't know, people are saying all kinds of reasons why. I don't know for sure about that. I do know that he's supposedly pro-school choice, which is important. And we're going to have that fight in the legislature in just a few months. Um, and I've, I've, I've got to tell you, man, I mean, just listening to the testimony this morning of the people that are quote unquote, the experts that the state board is relying on to rewrite these history standards, I'm just going to say it. Get your kids out of the public schools. These people are radical leftists. Every one of them spouted off their, their PhDs and degrees and gender studies and ethnic studies and all of these things that you don't want them to be the experts that your children are learning from or that are writing the standards that your children are going to learn from. They're all about cultural Marxism. Even some of them don't realize that that's what they're about, but that's exactly what they're parroting and what they're pushing for in these standards. So I do think there is an issue big time with whoever's calling the shots for who these experts are going to be. And it's kind of a convoluted process in terms of how the State Board of Education chooses the quote-unquote experts to do these working groups. Um, I've, I've been on, on one of those for Florida, for Governor DeSantis, and, and David Barton has been on the ones for, for Texas. Um, every time, every time we have to go to battle, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And so every time the left is relentless on this stuff and our side tends to win and then go home or lose and go home. But we don't tend to stay in the fight. And I admit I've been guilty of that. I have not been following the State Board of Education for a few years. Um, and it, and it, it appears to me that we've lost the Texas State Board of Education, that it is leaning left now and that they are likely to adopt these very bad standards. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully there's enough pressure from uh, all of the constituencies across the state to stop it. And hopefully wherever you're listening today, the same thing can happen in your community. I will say this, you don't give up, right? Like if I lose this battle today, if they adopt these horrible standards and they, and they de-emphasize Celebrate Freedom Week and de-emphasize the founders and, 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 and go to all this woke stuff, I'm not going to go home and say, oh, well, I'm done with the public schools completely. I'm definitely going to go home and say, and, and, and just like I said a few minutes ago, tell everyone, get out of the public schools for sure, but I'm going to continue to fight to make the public schools better for those kids that are still in those public schools. Frankly, for the parents that are too foolish to get their kids out of the public schools, or they're in a financial situation where they can't. If you're you're a family that can afford to choose another option other than the public school, and you're not doing it, you're the one I'm I'm calling a fool. You are the the Proverbs 27, 12 fool that that is walking blindly on and will suffer the consequences instead of being the wise person that perceives danger and takes precautions. But if you're the parent that is stuck and you don't have an option, you can't get out. I'm not speaking ill of you. You have no other choice and I feel for you. And then you are the reason I'm fighting for improving the education in public schools all over the country. You are the one that I'm fighting for. Your child is the one that I'm fighting for. And, and, And school choice is why we're fighting for you so that you can have a better option so that you can take some percentage of the, ten or fifteen thousand dollars that is spent on your child right now at a public school that's indoctrinating them you can take some of that money at least depending on the state all of the money maybe and go to another school to a private school or to, to, to a church school to, a, to, to maybe a secular private school uh, or homeschool or whatever choice you want to make to get your kid in an environment where they can get a good education that teaches them to be a good citizen and that reinforces your values instead of having your values torn apart arizona just passed a fantastic school choice law and i'm hoping that texas will follow suit and do something similar to what they did i'm so sorry marie i went off on some tangents there based on your question but let's go to the uh, go back to the phones carrie is in mississippi carrie what's your question or comment today hey carrie can you hear me hey how's it going man hey go for it man hey i always look forward to listening to you on uh on the core, but um I just had a question for you, and then I will hang up Listen to your answer. Um, I was just wondering, how do I find out if there's any kind of local groups that, like, keep up with the stuff being taught in school and, like, you know, you know, fight for what we believe in and what we believe our kids should be taught? But I was just wondering, how do I go about finding those support local support groups that, you know, fight for that kind of stuff? And then I, I appreciate you guys at AFR. Thank you. Thank you, Kerry, man. That is a fantastic question, uh, and I guarantee you there's thousands listening right now with the exact same question. So, I'm going to give several answers to this, folks, so several options I'm going to give you on this one. Number one is sign up at PatriotAcademy.com to become a Constitution coach. You don't have to know anything about the Constitution or history or any of those things. You sign up for free. We give all of this away to empower you and to equip you. But it gives you all the tools you need to start inviting people over to your home to walk through one of our constitution classes, again, for free, all of them for free. Um, and, and, it, and it builds a team in your area that can start to do this, whether or not anybody else is out there doing it. So that's number one, become a coach and create an environment where you can actually be the one that's sort of the catalyst for a restoration of these principles we're, we're talking about. Okay, the second uh, resource I want to give you is a couple of other organizations that I've just now started working with in the last six months, and I'm really impressed by, by them. Moms for America and Moms for Liberty. Now, I realize they're somewhat competing in their organizations. I don't know if they like each other or not. I don't know, but they're both doing great work. Moms for Liberty seems to be a little bit more um, uh, focused on school boards, and that's kind of their main thing. Moms for America does that and does it well and also does a ton of other things. They also use our biblical citizenship course and other things, and Moms for Liberty is about to start using those things. Um, but bottom line is they're both great organizations and it, and it usually just works out this way. Different communities have a, a, a one or the other and have a strong either moms for liberty or moms for America organization. So uh, Google those two, or I'm sorry, Duck Duck go those. Don't, uh, and, 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 and Terry, you can be a guy. <laughs> you don't have to be a mom to be a part of it. They have lots of uh, dads involved as, as well. And, uh, and, and they're really good at that. And then lastly, the family policy organization in your state. So most states, I, I forget now if it's 42 or so, that uh, have a family policy organization. That was started by James Dobson years and years ago, and, uh, and they're called different things. Like here in Texas, it's called Texas Values. Um, in most states, it's called the Family Policy Institute of whatever that particular state might be. Um, in Delaware, my friend Nicole Tice runs that one. It's called the Delaware Family Policy Council. My buddy John Stenberger runs the one in Florida, uh, Florida Family Policy Council. Uh, so, so they're you know, different names, but if you, if you Google or DuckDuckGo go family policy of whatever your state is, you'll probably find it. And, uh, and if not, you'll find the organization. I believe it's Family Research Council now that has taken over kind of helping coordinate between those state organizations. But I can guarantee you that in yeah. most states, if you connect with that group, they're going to, man, they're going to be uh, plugged in. I mean, they are, and, and Bobby just told me it is Family Research Council now. Uh, helping with those. So, so there you go. FRC.org. Go to FRC.org. It's another great resource, and you can find your family policy council. But the great thing about them is they have full-time staff that is watching every piece of legislation. They're they're watching, um, you know, statewide sort of the curriculum issues and all of that. And if you connect with them, they are looking for volunteers. So they will plug you in, whether it's legislatively and following legislation, helping to pass good stuff or kill bad stuff or even locally with the local school board. So that's, I'm sorry for so many options and, and, and such a long answer, Kerry, but there's just so many good groups, and it's honestly, it's geographic. In some areas, uh, the Family Policy Council is really strong. In some areas, it's these other organizations like Monster Liberty or Monster America, and then a ton of other groups that we work with, and I apologize to my friends at these other groups for not mentioning your organization as well. Okay, um, let's, uh, let's uh, get, go back to the phones, and if you want to join, you can. Just call in 888 888- 589 8840 that's 888 589 8840 and our next caller is Robert in Tennessee. Hey Robert, thanks for calling in from Tennessee. What's your comment or question today? Hi. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Robert. I can hear you.
5: Hey, just wondered why you guys are so opposed to uh public education, you know? This is what uh has made America great. What has what made us exceptional, right? Is that we can that everybody's welcome and uh, and so we don't have to burn books or anything like that. What what are you guys so afraid of knowledge for?
3: Well, I don't think anybody here is afraid of anything. uh, Nor are we certainly afraid of knowledge, since we're in the business of educating and uh, and getting people to be more knowledgeable. Um, So yeah, definitely uh, wrong wrong show to call in with that with that question uh, with regard to knowledge. But in in terms of public schools. Uh, Look, public schools were created to train children in the Bible and citizenship. That's what they were created for. And so we were very pro-public school when they did those things because they were teaching people to be good citizens based on the foundation of America. Now, if you want to live in a country where the foundation is different and not be taught those things, that'd be fine. I mean, even the U.S. Supreme Court said in previous cases uh, that if you don't want the Bible taught in schools, then you have to do that at a private school because public schools in America are absolutely going to teach that because it's our foundation. Um, so if we still did those things, man, I'd be championing public schools. I mean, I'm a graduate of a public school. I did all three. I'm I, I, home homeschool, part of my education, private school, part of my education, graduated from a public high school. Um, so it's not about whether or not it's public, private, or whatever. It's about what are they doing? Are they doing good for the community or bad for the community? And I, I can state unequivocally that when you're dividing the students and you're teaching them to hate each other based on the color of their skin and based on their ethnicity or where they come from or what their story is, and you're dividing them based on that and separating them based on that, you're doing bad. You're doing bad for the community. You're doing bad for the state. You're doing bad for the nation. And I will not support that, and I'll fight against that. Now, if the schools get rid of that critical race theory and rid of the cultural Marxism and rid of the gender fluidity and get rid of the the teachers that are grooming little kids by talking about their sexual orientation and all of these things, sexual preference, I should say, uh, if you get rid of all that stuff, Hey, brother, I'll be right there championing my local. I love cheering for the local football team. I wish I could go back to those days of, of being a champion of the local, local public school. So here's my uh, philosophy, theory, you know, modus operandi, whatever you want to call it, Robert. I, I believe in fighting for all the children. I know I sound like uh, you know, you know, Hillary Clinton or something, but I, I believe in fighting for all the children. So school choice is the best way to do that because then the parents who are the closest to the child and know best what's best for that particular child, can choose which school to take their kid to so that they get the best education. And then I will fight to improve public schools, to improve private schools, to improve homeschooling. That's what I do now. So, anyway, I'm not, Robert, at all against public schools because they're public schools. I'm against the leftists that have dominated and taken over the public schools right now. And I'm telling parents, get the heck out of Dodge, get away from those places until we can turn them around. And I believe we will. I believe we can turn them around. And I believe that competition. Is the way to do that. Once you create the competition, once you empower parents, just like with any other product. By the way, I mean this isn't special for education. What made America great, you referred to Robert, is free market competition. What made America great was biblical values, where we got our free market competition. And when we have that in any product, in any service, in any industry, the product improves. There's ingenuity. There's research, and and there's a there's an effort to serve the customer. To 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 do a good job for the people that are using your product. And in education, if you have competition, you'll once again have people that are focused on serving the parents and the kids instead of serving the teacher unions and the name on the building and the institution. I hope that makes sense. But when you have a monopoly in education, all you care about is protecting the status quo and protecting that building or that institution or the teacher's union. When you have competition now, now you got to make your product as good as possible. You've got to improve that product all the time. You, you, you've got to have the best teachers possible. You've got to have the best textbooks possible. You've got to have the best innovation possible. You've got to get good results with what you do. Otherwise, what happens? The parents take the money and go elsewhere. That's competition. And it improves everyone. Everywhere school choice has been tried, education has gotten better for everyone. It always improves the system. So let's get more of that. Let's get more competition. Let's get more improvement in every one of these areas. Let's make sure that we're working for all the kids. But parents that are listening right now, your number one responsibility is to your kid. We don't, we don't let our house burn because we're out saving everybody else's house. Number one responsibility, first and foremost, is your child. So make sure that you're getting them an education that backs up the values that you're teaching at home and you're not sending them off to a school that is undermining that. Otherwise, you'll be like parents I talk to almost every day where their child has come home now believing that the parents are the enemy. They won't even talk to their parents. I know people that won't let the grandparents see the grandkids because they think they're white supremacists just because they're not up for all this radical critical race theory. Folks, you gotta really pay attention to what's happening in your home, it's vital. And then you work on what's happening in the community and in the state and the nation. That's why I'm here testifying at the State Board of Education to get rid of this wokeism out of our textbooks here in Texas, and we're gonna keep fighting it. I hope you'll join us in the fight in your community We're going to take more calls when we come back from the break. I'm Rick Green, American Constitution Coach, and you are listening to AFAS Court.
2: AFR Programming is now available on Alexa.
4: You're joking, right?
2: Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill.
4: Wait a minute, no way.
2: There's a way. The Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. The AFA Resource Center has all your favorite items. Everything from books, movies, shirts, and even hats. Introducing AFA's polyester and twill hats, starting at just $18. Whether you're into fashion, a collector, or you're just having a bad hair day, these hats are just what you need. You can buy one for yourself or a friend. Purchase your AFA hat today at resources.afa.net.
1: father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
2: Was she on a ship?
1: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war, Ooh. and they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back
2: home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
1: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs)
2: Let's get
1: some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. The Word of God tells us many times in one form or another, Fear not! Today in the world many people are very fearful about some of the many perils and dangerous happenings that are going on in the world. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 tell us, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. I'm Joseph Parker, and we here at the American Family Association would like to remind you, fear not, put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to both encourage and challenge you to aggressively put your faith to work. And one way to do that is to pray Psalm 91 daily for yourself and your family and keep your trust in Him. If you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer for yourself, email us here at psalm91 at AFA net. Again, that's Psalm 91 at afa.net.
2: AFA at the core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the core on American Family
3: Radio. We're back here on AFA at the core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach with you this afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us and being part of the program. Love the phone calls. You know what? Comment, question, insult, whatever you got. I enjoy it. So be sure and call in and and uh and share with us and you know you uh people have different perspectives depending on their state you know there's different different battles or different levels of this battle going on in every in every community uh, across the country so you may be seeing some things in your community that you want to you want to share i'd love for you to call in 888-589-8840 that's 888-589-8840 and we're going to head over to alab no wait let's see we had no alabama is next ron in alabama ron how you doing thanks for calling in you with me ron
0: yes sir how you doing brother rick oh
3: uh, i'm I doing just great to... and i can oh i was going to tell you i can claim a little alabama heritage my mama's from mobile so there you go
0: well from good folks in uh <laughs> from my you talk about perspective well from my perspective just observing and listening i listen to words that are used and the words like uh uh secular leftists or secular liberals i I believe it minimizes the threat to our country mm-hmm. because I feel that I feel that it's uh really Marxist totalitarians who are ingrained in our bureaucracy and uh, elected officials and uh I think they just ought to be called what they really are in I get that from the tactics that they use. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Hey, you
3: bet, Ron. No, I think you make a
0: fantastic point. I, I mean, there's
3: no doubt. And, and, and people would have said, if you and I had had this conversation, Ron, even two years ago, certainly three years ago, people would have said we were crazy, you know, that we were extremists. We were over the top. We were using hyperbole and all that nonsense. Uh, But we saw it, right? I mean, I know I could see it back then because I was dealing with it in the textbooks and in the the actions of a lot of the bureaucrats and the um, uh, totalitarians that were entrenched in in our government. Um, And then, of course, it all came out in COVID. And we saw, I mean, we saw true totalitarianism where people that weren't even elected health commissioners that were making decisions to micromanage people's lives and to shut down their lives and to ruin their their business or their church or whatever it might be. So we saw it uh, throughout that. And then as, as you're mentioning, Ron, just the, the uh, totalitarian, the, the, the Marxism that, that they are teaching is all about replacing the family, replace, getting between you and your kids, um, replacing the church. It's all about replacing who you worship and who you look to and what's your value system. Where do you learn right and wrong? Um, where do you even learn what truth is, right? I mean, one of the, one of the people that testified today was, I, I, I just couldn't help but laugh uh, because it was so obvious but they got into this, this debate over, um, um, how to refer to what happened to Japanese Americans in world war two, which was wrong. Uh, but, but they, the, 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 debate was over and, and I was kind of new to this. I didn't realize there was actually a, an ongoing debate right now over whether, to, whether or not to call it, uh, internment, which is what we've always called it or incarceration. And, and I haven't had time to, to look those up myself and, and Webster's, but, um, but one of the board members actually, um, pull up a definition the definition of internment was was very accurate to the fact that this wasn't somebody convicted of a crime this is somebody that's literally being um, um, detained and for, forcibly detained for nothing other than who they were and what their particular uh, politics or their particular um, country of origin was and so it was actually an accurate term according to this and again i'm, I'm not trying to pick this fight today but i just i'm using this as an example because then the response from the ethnic study expert that that, I'm sorry, this one wasn't an ethnic study expert. She was a a major in Asian American, yada, 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 which immediately when you tell me that, that tells me that you're separating people. This hyphenated American thing is not good. It is not healthy for anyone. It's bad for the whole community. But anyway, she, she, her response was that she, and, and I literally wrote it down. She said, she feels like, so, so of course, it's always about feeling, not facts, but that she, feels like that the that the people that experienced the um in her word incarceration or in the 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 long held you know 80 years of use internment that they were the ones who experienced it therefore they should get to choose the language and choose the words and the meaning to the words as they see fit Now, now let that process for a second folks that that is all about that's part of this whole cultural Marxism to change the language to whatever feels good to you, to change the meaning of words. I cannot tell you how many times today, sitting through the testimony of these supposed experts, they used language that you and I would love, things that we are all for, things that, you know, that, that we, would, we would support. But they meant something totally different than what you and I mean by those words and what the dictionary says those words mean. So it is a real concentrated effort. It's it's, it's always a battle over the language uh, with Marxists, and they are very crafty. Oh, man, they're so good at it. And we've got to get better at defending against it. I honestly, I sat there listening to a lot of this feeling ill-equipped and 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 feeling like, you know, I am not ready to respond to a lot of this stuff because it's like whack-a-mole. I mean, I'm literally listening to all these different arguments and it just it was they were all over the place. Uh but I man Ron, I I appreciate your call. I think you are spot on in that. Um I, I will say this that there is that, that not all secular leftists are secular libertarians or se- when I use those terms, um uh, secular liberal, not all of them are marxists. Uh most leftists are but, but not all secular um, um, liberals are. Um, they, they are, uh, th- that term, I mean something specific by that, and I think it's an accurate definition by that. And so everybody in the political realm that is sometimes not on the same side of, as us is not a, a you know, t- totalitarian um, you know, Marxist. But, but there definitely are secular libertarians, secular liberals, secular uh, leftists that are you know, very anti-God, anti-religion, And 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 sometimes uh, they're waking up right now because especially the secular libertarians who thought that just, you know, removing religion from society and and right and wrong from society and let everybody decide for themselves would work. They thought that would work because that was the French Enlightenment idea of there is no God. It's just everybody has freedom and everybody decides on their own, which led to the guillotine and, and absolute chaos and did not work. And they're beginning to realize that that being unmoored. From any religion or any concept of right and wrong and any concept of morality that that, that history has shown us to be correct and that religion teaches us is correct. When you get rid of all that and you're unmoored from that, you end up with this gender insanity that we have where children think they're cats. Thousands of them are going to school claiming to be cats and the school is quote unquote affirming that and giving them litter boxes and letting them meow their way through the day. I'm not kidding, folks. That is where we are, and that's what happens when you're unmoored from right and wrong and from any system of, of morality. And so secular libertarians are figuring that out. They're going, whoa, we unchained the beast. They're figuring out very much what Benjamin Franklin said to Thomas Paine. When Thomas Paine wrote Age of Reason, which was very anti-Christian, Benjamin Franklin, who was not a Christian, wrote back to him and said, he spits in the wind. i see if I can get this right. He spits in the wind, spits in his face. And, and he went on to explain, listen, Paine, you say, Thomas Paine, you say you're a good man. And that you don't need religion to be a good man. But Franklin says to him, don't forget it was your religion taught to you as a child that made you a good man. And so you're living by religious principles. You just don't like the label and you you don't like the definition of God. And that's where I think a lot of secular libertarians are finding um, their way back to um, actual conservatism, meaning conserving um, the constitutional republic and conserving the concept of right and wrong and back to where we started today's program the Declaration of Independence, and the fact that we actually do hold these
0: truths, truths
3: to be self-evident. That means there's a right and wrong, and we see it in nature. We see it in in the laws of nature and nature's God, and we see it in God's Word. It's all around us, and getting back to recognizing that and teaching that to our children is what this is all about. Okay, um, I went way long on that. we got a few minutes uh, left. Maybe get a few more phone calls in here. James is in Tennessee. James, thanks for calling in. Okay. Um I went way long on that. We got a few minutes uh, left, maybe get a few more phone calls in here. Hey James, James turn your radio down say. and then and then go ahead and start talking. Hello Are you with me? Yeah, go ahead. James, what's your comment or question today?
5: Uh well, uh I wanted to bring to your attention a program that's been uh available under federal law for hundred and eight years and is almost totally unused. It's called release time programming. A release time instruction, and it's used by the Mormons in Utah, the Catholics in Utah, and a group of uh, moms in Pennsylvania. Uh, for and the uh, shortest time on this is fifteen years for the Catholics in Utah. The uh, this is this
3: is the, one where, this is the one where you can it. actually this this is the one where you can actually um, basically break for an hour at school and they can they can go to a local church and get religious instruction, correct? Yes. But it doesn't have to yeah. be to a church. It doesn't have to be to a religious group.
5: The release is to a community environment.
0: Yeah, I, I, so that's a great a question. I'm glad you brought this up. Why,
5: why do
3: you think we don't use it more? What, what, why is it that? Because I have heard of that, but I've rarely because, heard of anybody using it. Because what? nobody knows about it.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Every well, high words. school in hey. Utah has
5: it. Every high school well, in Utah James, has it because the church uses it instead of parochial schools.
3: The you and I are on a mission, brother. They... Let's, let's, we're going to tell people about it today. I love this. So what's the what's the best way to point people to it? Or I guess just go to their local school board and say, why okay. are something like this? The, the, the best way I know to point to it is
5: to go back and take a look at the podcast for uh, Dr. James Dobson's uh, family talk. On the 15th of August, the lady who has been the president of the Moms Group in Pennsylvania um, was on his show, and she gave uh, – they've got a curriculum for elementary school. They've got uh, – they've been doing it for 30 years, and uh, she's got about 30,000 30, 30, yeah, students. I think I know who you're 30, talking about. I think she's one of
3: my constitution coaches, actually. Um Th- yeah, uh, this is good, James. Crushed. Okay, so this was August fifteenth. The Dobson program interviewed her, and we can we can go back to that, and uh, and we'll, then, so we'll find and, a link to that, and, and, and we'll put, the... put it. I I then love it, man. You I really the... appreciate you. I'm so sorry I keep talking over you. Go ahead, James. I'd like to
5: comment on if if you got the time. Go for it. Okay, um, transgenderism is just a rebirth of um, eugenics and the mm. um, uh, under the laws that were used to outlaw eugenics back in the 20s and before the uh, they made sterilizing minors illegal under federal law you cannot give minors treatment that makes them sterile
3: interesting well, nobody's oh, using it because nobody knows nobody is it. Yeah you're, yeah, you're you're right. And, and, I, have, I have heard a couple of people refer to the but you know, of course, the Bugsby Bell case was the Supreme Court case that allowed for the sterilization, but then of course it was it was reversed and, and it was horrible decision, of course. But um, but I didn't even think about that. It's another good point, uh, James. I appreciate that, man. I, I am gonna have to let you go because I barely have time for my last caller. Uh, but both very okay. very good points, and I'm gonna do a little homework on the on the second one uh, and find and talk to some friends that that are. A better versed in that than I am and hey we'll see where that goes but thank you for calling in James um, last caller of the day is going to be Adri I don't know if you say it Adriana or Adriana correct me on that it's in Texas so I feel like it ought to be Adriana but you go ahead
4: hi um, I just want to thank you for your work and I want you to know that it's not just the children they're indoctrinating it's the teachers Texas teachers are required mm-hmm. to take a, a reading academy course and underline agenda is CRT this is straight off the course. The teacher's role, bringing anti bias values to life, engaging families, and uh, building, they want us to create environments that um, reflect diversity, equity, justice. Some of the resources being used are Teaching Tolerance, which is actually um, Learning for Justice now, and it's from the Southern Poverty Law Center. So wow. It's, it, and wow. I have a friend who's, that's in Texas. And we That's cannot
3: tech, and it's a teacher's course you have to take
4: required or we cannot teach those grades
3: Wow, yeah I, I, that, I was uh, told I,
4: I didn't want to take it because it goes against my religious values, and I was told i would they wouldn't rehire me. Wow, because wow. they would lose funding, so it's not just the kids, they are I mean, they want you to teach them to be activists, I mean, they have books. this is Texas teachers. Woke baby and stuff like that. So it's coming wow. from the Southern Poverty Law Center, and it is a requirement.
3: Man, you know, Adrian, a lot of a lot of people think Texas is so red, and, and you know we don't have to deal with this stuff or fight. You know, that's
4: Massachusetts
3: and Delaware and California. And I'm telling you, folks, every single state. I just got back from Cheyenne, Wyoming, where they're fighting this stuff. And in fact, we had a Patriot Summit there on Saturday, and right down the road they had a a, a drag queen you know, transgender uh, rally and all kind in Cheyenne, Wyoming, folks, it's all over the country. They have infested our education system with it. And that's why we have to fight, like Churchill said, in the streets. We will fight them in the air. We will fight them in the cities. We will fight them in the country. We'll fight them on the beaches. In other words, we will fight them to save our children and to save the other children in our community. We will fight at the local school board level, the state school board level, the legislatures, Congress, everywhere. We're going to defend our children and defend our liberty. Adriana, thank you so much for that final call of the day. Folks, I really appreciate you listening today. We talked about a lot, we gave out a lot of websites. Check out the show notes at our website today and be sure and listen every day of the week so you can be equipped to be the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles in your community. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You've been listening to AFA at the Core